Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hello, After Buzz TV, and welcome to the Ozark After Show. Lot to talk about here. We've got the second half of the season coming down. Wendy's full evil. Petty is dead. Darlene's a mama. Poison was fed. It's the year of the woman. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. Oh yeah. This one goes out to Wendy Bird. Love oh, hey. <laughs> She's been a bad, bad girl. Ooh. She yeah. sinned against Marty Bird. But Honey Buns, he's going to have to live with it because it's the year of the woman and she is ooh, in ooh. charge. Mm. My name is Lauren Lagrasso. Welcome to the Ozark panel. I'm here with two beautiful women, and we're going to discuss the remainder of the season. My ladies, please. Yes, hey, guys. I am Paris Rose. Hey, guys. I'm Tara Erickson. Holy cow. Whew. Yes. A lot to deal with. A lot of death, a lot yes. of murder. Yes. More, a lot of darkness. Even more darkness. Even more darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The darkness abounds. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are your overall impressions of the season and um, these past five episodes in general? Paris, let's start with you. They turned it up a notch. I think uh, this was a great lead. Already I'm thinking about season three because there were so many deaths. I mean, big characters, Cade, we got Mason. I think it's showing you that Wendy's like, I don't even care about it. Like, I had to do what I had to do. So I I feel like it's only going to get darker from here, and I'm so for it. Yeah, me too. I mean, I said last time, I think that, like, Ruthie was going to be put in a position where she starts taking over, and that was happening, (laughs) which I was like, yes. Uh, Also, I was curious as to how they were going to do their, like, series goal in a sense of, like, they can't leave the Ozark because then you don't have a show. So I was wondering what would make them stay. Um, and I loved that it was a bird, you know, yeah. that she is like, <laughs> she's going full on. What do you think did put Wendy over the edge to make her say, no, we're not going to the Gold Coast. We're going to stay right here. What was that deciding factor for her? I felt like she had a camaraderie with the with the lawyer. That's why I think at the end, I'm like, she's going full mafia. Like, she is, just, she is like, listen, she's these people now. have my back. Whatever I say, if I say I have a problem, the problem is gone. Like, so what do I have to, like, why leave? Like, we're going to be making money. It's going to be fully legitimized uh, as to what they said once the the casino opens. And they have their back. If there's a problem, they can get rid of them. Like, I, I get that. I just think it was also logical. I don't think Marty had a real plan. He was acting on emotions, like Wendy said. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it would have failed. And I felt like Helen was kind of on to them a little bit. She was on to Marty. She kept being like, so where's Marty now? So he's not here? What's he up to? And so I kind of thought that, oh, this is they're already on to them. So I, I think it was just the smart choice. Yeah, and killer instincts on Helen. Yeah. She's like, ugh. She's she smells a drop of blood. Yeah. She's on it. Yeah. Like a bonnet. <laughs> well, one thing I did notice, and I think it was possible foreshadowing, was uh, we'll talk about Buddy's death, but in the car as he was dying, she was talking about the Gold Coast. 
mm-hmm. and how they thought maybe they could move there after this was all done, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And as he died, she's talking about it. So I think looking back, that was foreshadowing that this was always coming, that that idea was going to die, and that they mm-hmm. were going to be committing to full evil. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there was a lot of discussion in this these past five episodes too about can a person be good and do bad things? Yeah. A lot of discussion of that, a lot of debate. And I think what we see with Wendy is by the end, she's decided, no, yeah, you're bad. And mm-hmm. you might as well commit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Marty's still in the camp where he thinks he's a good person that's done bad things. He can't get so with killing people. He, he can't. I wonder why. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. He's so human <laughs> in that way. <laughs> in other ways, totally emotionless. But it's interesting. Do you think, in general, that a person can be good and do bad things Mm, it's kind of like does the end justify the means and i i i really don't think so i think maybe if you do one bad thing okay you're trying to protect your family all right but there's ways out of this i know they think there's no ways but there are ways they could try to notify the police i know the cartels also after them so it's it's a it's a tough battle but the things they are doing is it's definitely crossed the line into just kind of pure evil Right. Yeah, I feel like there's a threshold in becoming bad, meaning there's there's so many certain things that could be leading up, but once you reach the threshold, then it's like, okay, fine, like, you're just overall a bad person. Um, uh, and I feel like they've obviously reached that threshold long before. <laughs> but uh, I, I do kind of think that you can be a good person and do bad things, but I think if you are overly conscious about it and you continue to make those bad decisions, then you are just caving into being bad, I guess you could say. Yeah. So I, I feel like if you have to do them out of survival, that's a different thing, which they kind of have set up, where it was like bad things happen out of survival, which makes you forgive them a little bit more, but then eventually it, it they reach a threshold and they have to just keep going bad, bad, bad to survive. Yeah, yeah. and then when are you out, you know? It's, right. It's just you're in the spiral. I, I actually... I don't respect that she's killing people, but I respect <laughs> that she's at least made a choice. Yeah. You know, not tried to straddle those two universes. So there it, wasn't... Oh, go sorry, ahead. Sorry, sorry. No. Before we get deeper into Wendy and the darkness, I've got a little <laughs> message that I want to share with you guys and with you guys watching. Oh, do um, it. Yeah. So, hey, After Buzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all of our favorite TV shows, not just Ozark. Um, from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there's no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that is tailor-made for you, and you'll help Afterbus continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, because, you know, that's annoying, <laughs> don't worry about that. Uh, it's optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel, and check out our other Afterbus YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments, and we will shout you out on air. Let us know, guys, for that shout-out. For now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Aw. Yay. We love you. <laughs> yes. Thank you for being our Hearts. friends. So, okay, one big thing we do need to talk about is Buddy's death and the subsequent funeral. Mm-hmm. What purpose do you think his death played in the season's plot lines? And how do you think, what do you think about the way each Bird family member responded to his death? It's very interesting. Mm. I feel like the, the rest of the, so... Wendy's like on a plate in a land of her own the way she handled it she's very she really felt something for Buddy you can tell but she was kind of stoic about it everyone grieves differently while the children were really sad the daughter was like 
like, but I knew it was coming, but I wasn't ready type of thing, which I feel is a very human thing to feel. Like, you know, if you have grandparents are aging, you know that their time is coming, but it still hits you hard. And I feel like their reaction was quite normal. But Wendy was a little more closed off. And, and Marty, too, actually. Both of them were really, like, separated themselves from what happened. Yeah. I feel like Buddy was there in, in terms of, like, to kind of show morality guide in mm. between Marty and him because he kind of played a fill-in father for Jonah and it was sort of like, listen, Buddy has good advice where he's like, you got to get stuff done and you have to just be in control. Would you give that advice to Wendy and then they go and do what was needed to, to be done. Um, so Buddy showed both sides of like, you can get stuff done. It's not necessarily always the right stuff, but you can still also be there for your family and your kids even though you're kind of like a hard, a hard guy. Cause, I mean, he was he worked with uh, the mafia, or uh, who did they? I forget who they went to in the uh, yeah, part of the Frank casino. Cosgrove. Thank yeah. you. He worked yes. with the mafia in Detroit. He worked with them, so he he has he has both sides of that. But he he's just displaying it in a better way than Marty has. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it it would have been a it was a good example for Marty, but Marty wasn't really around to take note of that. Right. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting funeral because it really brought a lot of different types together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the mafia from <laughs> Detroit, Frank mm-hmm. Cosgrove, and it was the whole Bird family and a lot of Marty's friends who I guess Jonah had called to come yeah. there. But it was an interesting thing that little Jonah said at the funeral where he goes, Marty was probably my only friend. Just yeah. That you really mean Buddy. A, er, yeah. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No one's friend is Marty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, I agree. Yeah, it was, that was a heartbreaking moment for me as a fan. I loved that character, and it was sad to see him go. Even yeah. though we all knew he was on his last leg, mm-hmm. for some reason I kept thinking, maybe he'll just like keep surviving. Mm-hmm. But no. He that's provided, not- uh, sorry, a little bit of comic relief as well. Yes. In, yeah. a, in, a, weird, in a weird way. Like, in a, the way that Jonah brought it back at the funeral, how he joked, like, mm-hmm. um, the quotes from his friends, like, he was the biggest asshole, but, like, something mm-hmm. like that. It was kind of like, it was Buddy's humor, so I kind of like that Jonah incorporated that in the funeral. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Another big plot line this past five episodes was Mason. Mm-hmm. And there was a kidnapping, first mm-hmm. apparently, of his son by the feds. Or not the feds, but the police seemed yeah. to take him away. Mm-hmm. And then he kidnapped uh, Wendy, Wendy as collateral. So this whole thing was so traumatic. And to me, this is actually the moment when Wendy decided she wasn't going to be good anymore because she had been holding on to hope with him that maybe she could still save Mason. Mm -hmm. She tried several times throughout the season, and it really was her goodness that ended up doing her in in the end. Mm -hmm. And doing him in, too. (laughs) So I think that that was truly the turning point for her where she decided to go full evil. Mm -hmm. Or as Kevin Undergaro, one of our founders, says, full heel. (laughs) (laughs) So... What did you think about this whole breakdown and when he ultimate Mason ultimately ended up dying? Did you see that coming? Thoughts, feelings, emotions? I did not see it coming. Um, I thought that Wendy, when she hit him over the head, I, I was angry that she didn't grab the gun because Wendy does not come off as a woman who would not think that when you hit him in the head and somebody has a gun to not grab the gun. I thought that was weird writing, so I didn't enjoy that. (laughs) I think she was still trying at that point, though. 
She was still trying to save him. Oh, I see. Um, I I still think she she should have taken it so he couldn't use it against her. Um, But I realized it it had to, it moved the whole episode forward, right? Mason had to go. But um, I didn't expect that it would be uh, via Marty because I do agree with you that Wendy did still think that she could save him because he had a child. I think if he didn't have his child... He, she would have gotten rid of him or they would have a long time ago because he's just a pain. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, I I like the way that it went down. I felt like it was a moment that obviously was going to bring Wendy and Marty closer together because when they go through trauma like that, but they went through it together. Where a lot of the times throughout this show, they go through trauma separately, have to come together, talk about it, and then it's like, okay. But this, this was an experience that they went through together, which I think was, uh, I don't know, interesting to see. It was interesting, yet they totally synthesized it differently. Mm -hmm. You know, despite the fact that Wendy really went through the bigger traumatic situations, since she was also kidnapped in in addition to being um, part of the murder, Mm -hmm. she was just put on a happy face and went and did her little press report (laughs) after, and Marty was in a daze, like you would be if you murdered someone. Yeah. So it's interesting to see the different ways they dealt with it. And again, I think it shows the strength of Wendy, whereas Marty has a real weakness in him, a human weakness that we probably, most of us have, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was an interesting contrast and I think set up what the ultimate ending of the show was for this season. Do we think that Marty is going to change over at all? Do we think he's going to come to the dark side? I feel like Wendy is like catch up. She doesn't really yeah. have time to explain what she kind of said. Like, well, I didn't have time to explain it to you. Mm-hmm. Using his line back on yeah. uh, on him. Um, using yeah, his line back on him. So I just wonder. I thought by the end that Marty would appreciate all that Wendy has done and realize that she's been through a lot too, and she's doing what she ha- needs to do for the family. But he still seems like, who are you, woman? And, and it's kind of annoying me. When will he grow up and realize that she is kind of the only person that's letting this family still stay alive? Uh, I don't know if he will, because I think he he liked to think that he was in charge this whole time. Yeah. Of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that in that ending moment of the, the uh, season, he realizes he is so out of control. Yeah. Yeah. His one thing that he's always relied on is staying in control. And he doesn't have any grip mm-hmm. On what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really interesting. One other thing we really need to talk about is the relationship between Cade and Ruth. Mm-hmm. It continued <laughs> to spiral out of control. So, okay, there was a moment where they were on the boat and they were stealing something. They almost got shot. One of the most heartbreaking scenes from this season for me was when she was saying, I'm going to make you proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that made me want to vomit. Terribly yeah. heartbreaking. It's mm-hmm. terribly heartbreaking. She decides she's going to turn on Marty because Marty's not really giving her attention or protection. They go to the funeral home. This was weird to me. They're cutting up the, the funeral beds. Mm-hmm. Did no one find those? The whole room was torn apart. Right. That was never addressed. Yeah, you mean that they broke in, that there was a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I figured there was just too much else going on that they couldn't really get back to the fact that. Yeah. Or maybe no one goes in that room. Who knows? I mean, it was kind of a storage room that he was just like, ah, it's just a storage room. No one really, you know. So that's also probably a reason. Yeah, I didn't think how that wasn't addressed. I did think that it would 
come around to them in the end, but they spray painted the cameras, right, and all that jazz. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Still, you think you would hear a recap of like, hey, something happened at the funeral home, but then again, maybe they're just like, we don't have an extra page to write that in. We don't have time. <laughs> we don't have. We don't have time to explain ourselves to. I don't have time to argue. With right. You. And they exactly. know the kid is going to die too. Yeah. So it's just like, why is you know why make us feel like oh they're finding out something about Kate when he's just going to be dead anyways. Did you think that she would eventually turn on her dad? Because I didn't. I thought she was too desperate for his love and I was worried she was going to go all the way down the wrong track and maybe even lose her own life. I saw it. I kind of thought. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really thought. I mean, she was trying so hard and he was abusive still emotionally and physically. Didn't he call her the C word if I recall correctly? Yeah, And the B word and a bunch of other things. And he punched her in the face. Uh And as emotionally unavailable as Marty is, he at least somewhat cares and trusts her. Trusts her too. I mean, he was going to escape and leave it all to her. Mm -hmm. Told her where his millions are and I think that at least meant something to her. She Ruth has a lot of goodness in her. Like, she's trying to... um, Oh gosh, I can't think of her uh, cousin's name anymore. Wyatt. Wyatt. She just like mm, wants yeah. the best for Wyatt, and somewhere, and she's not like Kate. She's not mm-hmm. him at all. So, I, I I figured she would turn on him. I thought she was going to reach a boiling point and kill her dad, which I really wanted to see. Every time she took out a stinking shotgun, I was like, take the shot yeah, I'm happy she didn't, though, because at least that's one thing off of her conscience yes. and off of her record. I agree. It was an interesting moment, though. When she decided, I'm not going to be blackmailed. I'm not going to give you, Dad, yeah. the money. I'm going to tell Wyatt what happened. Mm-hmm. And he, she said, you're the one thing in this world that I've ever loved. Mm-hmm. And he so walked sad. away. What's mm-hmm. going to happen with Wyatt? We don't know where he is right now. He's driven off in the car. He knows that his cousin, probably the person that he's also closest to besides his little brother, mm-hmm. it killed his dad. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to him? What purpose will he serve next year Will he come back heartbroken, or will he come back a villain? I think he's going to come back um, and understand what Ruth did. I mean, he's disappointed in his father. He had a conversation with his dead dad where he explains that, I mean, his dad was trying to set them up. He was trying to kill Marty, and that was hard for him to hear, even though he's really just talking to himself. And so I think overall, in this time that we're away during the season, that... um, and their Ozark land, he'll come to see like um, that Ruth actually cared, mm-hmm. and and why she did it. Yeah, I feel like he he will probably go to college because he he seemed nervous in getting that letter, and Ruth worked so hard to get him there. Mm-hmm. I feel like they might bring him back as like a Jonah type character. We might be working with Ruthie along, like he might let it go, and she'll have the one thing that she really loved back. But it might be that struggle of, like, she's running kind of a legitimate business, but (laughs) might work him into it. Right. In terms of, like, well, you know, like, you can be here and and make a paycheck, and there's a way that she can help him out in that way. Um, I don't know. Because he's so smart, I feel like his his, – the way that they set it up is his circumstances versus his intelligence. And I feel like now he has an opportunity, and uh, I feel like even if he doesn't go to school, there's going to be a way that they highlight his intelligence in helping Ruth and that family now that Cade is gone and no longer a threat. So this brings me to something else. Um, Cade, the matchup between Cade and Perry. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Cade sees... Petty. Petty. I keep wanting to call him Perry. (laughs) Katy Perry. That's probably why. (laughs) So Cade and Petty. He sees him as Petty's leaving town and, like, doing his little fly fishing thing before he goes. He basically tries to sell out Marty Bird. Mm -hmm. He's desperate to make some money, make a friend, make a connection. Just, you know, shyster his way out of whatever situation he's in. And he ends up killing him and sinking him 
in what seems like very shallow yeah. water. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. literally mm-hmm. no way somebody with a few rocks. Yeah, yeah, with a few rocks in his pockets. I mean, yeah. at least use some cement, man. <laughs> I know you were pressed for time, right. but good God, yeah, someone's gonna be swimming and step on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he also hit the car in the most terrible way, like a God, few few branches yeah, yeah. over the car. I'm just like, yeah, that guy was yeah. doomed. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was an interesting situation. But now that Petty's gone, he's you know he's been the he would have been in any other story the traditional good guy, mm-hmm. but because he was such an evil fuck himself. <laughs> sorry to say it, but it's true. There's really no other way to describe it. He was almost the weird. Villain. villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who's going to fill that role next year? I had this weird thought when you're talking about Wyatt. What mm-hmm. if he turns heel and yeah. fills that role? Because now, I mean, Ruth did it basically to save Marty, right? Yeah. So that would be a natural enemy. He seems like he has too much sweetness in him, but wow, mm-hmm. that would be an interesting turn if they could justify it. I feel like maybe three would be it. Like, a three yeah. is like, what is he doing? He has two lines every few episodes. <laughs> He's been part of all this drama, too, and yeah. has to sit around being told, you know, shut up. He's like, like, I'm just going to make some s'mores. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I feel like they, they got to add him in there. I yeah. mean, I, I do agree if there's got to be a villain who pops up, but it might be one. Also, what's he doing right now? Because Wyatt mean. just left. Mm-hmm. Ruth is out doing her own thing. How old is he? Honestly, does he go to school? What what is his character about? Why is three there? Right. (laughs) I don't get it at all. There's no point for him. So maybe he might come back and and be the villain somehow. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like he would more be Ruth's little crony, but he has to serve a different purpose because right now it's just, we don't even, we don't understand. Yeah, yeah, he's barely even filler though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's confusing. So that was interesting. And then of course, Cade's ending comes when Wendy says to, to Helen, you know, Take that guy out. Yeah. We're done. Mm-hmm. She gives him, uh, Wendy gives him money, and then he leaves town thinking that he's got a, a sweet life, and he gets shot by the cartel. So that was a moment of relief. I hated him. I thought he was annoying yeah. the whole season. All he did was disrupt our flow. <laughs> Do you, th- I mean, I don't even know. Was it necessary for him to be present that much? I, honestly, that's a great question. I, I feel like he, they're really, I'm not sure what his character helped us feel, what it did, what it was trying to portray, but I... Maybe I kinda, just toxic masculinity. Uh, I mean, maybe, I don't know what Maybe else. showing Ruth's situation yeah, and, and why she, she yeah, why she did the thing she did, but I will say that the way Wendy set him up really caught me off guard. I didn't see, when she said, like, we'll give him half a million dollars, I was like, Really? Like, wow, you're just going to give him that money and think that he's just going to go away forever? I really believed, I was naive, just like Cade, thinking that she was really, and like Marty, <laughs> like mm-hmm. giving him this money, he's just going to go away, and that's it. I was shocked to realize that this was o- her plan, and I like the way Ozark set it up, where like letting it happen, letting him get shot by the cartel, and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? And then taking it back and showing us that when the dialogue between Helen and Wendy, I was like... Right, Ozark. Well, girl talk. I see you. I, yeah. I really liked how they did that. <laughs> yeah, I felt like Cade was there to move uh, Ruth's storyline along and also just show that, like, eventually when we got rid of him, I mean, all this stuff going back and forth between the birds and then her dad, that struggle is, like, really real in these last few episodes where it's like, is she going to choose her dad or is she going to choose Marty? Because Marty kept coming back in and giving her chances. Mm -hmm. And then she'd be back on the bird's side. And now that he's gone, I feel like that just kind of uh, nailed it in in regards to her trust with the birds. Um, 
and that there's not as much of a struggle in between her wanting to uh, work for them or like choosing her dad because her dad's not going to be around anymore. So I feel like she's going to go full in, full in with the birds, which I think was highlighted when she had breakfast with them. I was like, does this happen every day? <laughs> yeah. Pancakes. <laughs> she's never had that before. <laughs> so we we talked about the birds' struggling marriage and the lies between the two of them. At the same time, the Snells are having similar issues mirrored in their own marriage. So yeah. we start out this group of episodes with them not wanting to burn the poppy field, and they burn the poppy field, and then the poppy field got searched, and they were together all the way up until she put, I think it's called fentanyl, into the heroin. Mm-hmm. I was so confused <laughs> why she did that. Why did she do that? Uh, I, I think she wanted to teach the cartel a lesson, right? Oh, okay. Um, she was uh, mad with the cartel and the mad that all of this is happening. She, she wanted to cut ties with them. And I don't know why she thought that was going to be a successful plan. No. Uh, and then she was like, well, I don't care. We ha- Who is her army, by the way? Because Darlene always didn't care. She's like, we can defend ourselves. Who? Just Jacob and Darlene? As, who, I mean, who was their team? I never I think understood. that she thought that she was enough of a criminal mastermind where she could take on anyone. Mm-hmm. When That was an interesting flashback, too, to show when they first started yeah. dating mm-hmm. and how... He, when I mean, spoiler alert, when he ended up dying, he was like, I never could keep up with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was interesting to hearken back to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a weird moment. But anyway, that ends up getting them shot. Somehow she had no injuries at all, but None. he was very uh, injured through the shoulder only. Yeah. Through a non crucial zone. <laughs> After that, even yeah. though their car was basically <laughs> a piece of Swiss cheese. Yeah. So that was interesting. And then this was the moment when she really started splitting. I mean, she'd done a, a few things throughout the course of this show and series and season that went against what Jacob wanted, but she really started ruling the roost. So again, we're seeing the woman step forward because she doesn't think the man's taking enough action yeah. to protect the family. Mm-hmm. And so that's when this rift starts between the two of them. And, I mean, it it was pretty clear that they were both trying to kill each other. She just succeeded first. He was terrible. Jacob was so awful. I got this knife. He's like, let's uh, take a walk. Um, Let's take a walk. Let's go down this path. It's like, it was so obvious. I'm like, Jacob, you've been doing this for a long time. This is your master plan to kill your wife? Yeah. Even I could catch on that, hey, something's off. So I thought the, I was like, all right, Darlene, she deserved this win. She was, she, she was smarter. Yeah, and it was a somewhat merciful death. She said, "You won't. It will take not that long. Yeah. Just breathe. It's okay." Mm-hmm. He even seemed to respect his own death. He's just like you were saying. Yeah. He, I think he knows what Darling was capable of, and he was like, "You know what? I couldn't even keep. Up. I, I knew I couldn't keep up with you." So I think he even admired. His he respected. Death. It. Yeah, yeah. So. Then she goes and tells Wendy that he's dead. And it's very clear she killed him (laughs) from the way she delivers the news. And she basically says, give me that baby. Give me Mason's child. Or you can't build the casino. I'm going to put a halt to it. So that's what she's left with. Wendy's like, I will never surrender this child. (laughs) But uh, it doesn't end up mattering in the end because Marty says, no, honey. I'm going to take that baby and deliver it to her. Now, here's my question. If the birds ended up raising Zeke, would Zeke have been better off with them? Or will he be better off with Darlene? At least she did love that little guy who was their manservant, who was like her son. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She seemed like she was good to him. Mm -hmm. So I guess as long as this child doesn't cross her in any way, he has a chance to live. 
Mm-hmm. But who would have provided this child a more normal life, in your opinion? Paris. Ooh, more normal. I don't think either way would have been normal. I think the mar- the birds are just an appearance of normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're having breakfast together. And, you know, they're like, go to school, you know, try to get good grades. So it's an appearance of normal, but it's still a, a brain... I, uh, I was going to say brain F word. Brain you know, F word. Brain F word, you know? It's still, you know, that... It's, Fart. It's traumatic. <laughs> exactly. It's still traumatic on yeah. these kids, so either way... All I the think therapy in the world's not going to be able to help baby seek, let's be honest. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, oh, both of them, Darlene and the birds, are both responsible for the death of his parents. That has to be some type of sickness to raise this kid knowing that. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Like, uh, Darlene literally chopped and killed the mom and chopped him she out. She said, Cop, I delivered yeah. him. Delivered. That was the best. It was like, oh, you carved him out <laughs> yeah. of his mother's stomach. Yep. Yeah. Great way to come into the world. And this Marty poor child. Him. So it's just like both, it's just twisted. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Wendy and Darlene, in order for the baby to go to one or the other, they're both women who both get what they want. Like the setting up with Darlene, she got her husband because she inserted herself, kicked another woman out of his life as soon as he arrived back in town. And then when she knew that he needed to go, he went. Uh, I think Wendy is the same thing. Like, she gets what she wants. She knows she needs the casino. I think she would have eventually succumbed to being like, great, then we need to give her, you know, Zeke. Even though she hates Darlene, they are made from the same cloth in a lot of different ways. I'd love to see those women play poker. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So What a showdown. Yep. So another thing that happens involving Wendy would be the storyline of Wilkes. And this was one of those moments where I was screaming at the screen. When she tells him what she did, basically she she blackmailed him by making him accept donation a donation from the cartel that was underneath the name that Jonah had created that bank account in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like she is a mastermind. Yeah, what were your emotions during that moment? Oh, I mean, I loved it. I I loved it mainly when she asked Jonah just this one time. I yeah, was like, like waiting okay, yeah. for Jonah to come in and save the day because <laughs> I just love it that he's like, don't worry, it's already done. You know that I want <laughs> the money, and he's like, ten. Yeah, um, I love it that that then and she had to go and ask him, and now he has one point eight million, or was it billion? I don't even remember. It it's million, a million, but a lot. Um, uh, cartel money. I mean, it's it's in the beginning. You know, she said, "I'd wipe the floor with you," and that was within the first meeting that she ever had with Wilkes, and that's what she did. And it's so funny that he thought that he was going to save her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't need to be saved. Nope, he oh, did. Yeah. yeah, that was an interesting relationship. So he ends up obviously passing the casino, but with one big caveat, which I think could be maybe maybe that will be the antithesis of the birds next season, Frank Cosgrove, because you know. They end up having to say, we're not going to use union workers, which obviously pisses him off. And they end up uh, burning one of the Bird Enterprises buildings. So that's a huge thing that hasn't been dealt with that I'm sure we'll see come to light in the next season. So, Jonah, what, what will become of this young man? I think he's liking all of this a little bit too much. Because <laughs> he's also really great at it. Yeah. I mean, he's just like his father. He can work the numbers. And um, and with that, is building a little bit of his confidence. Like, although Marty is l- not as tough as Wendy, he's still holding his own. He still can walk into a room with someone as scary as Helen or the cartel and not cry, you know? Like, he's, <laughs> he's fine. And I think that Jonah's starting at a younger age, so he just might be the next one to watch out for. Yeah, yeah he's a mini Marty. Yeah, for mini sure. Mini Marty. 
Mm-hmm. Sounds like a store. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his sister's name now. Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay. Weird, like, she is just the, an emotional wreck. She I feel wants to emancipate, but then she's like, oh, I want my mommy, so she can't decide. I totally understand. I was thinking about myself, obviously. <laughs> I'm a millennial. Just kidding. Um, I am a millennial, but I, I was thinking about it because we watch TV and we see ourselves in the characters. Yeah. It's called empathy. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about if you were in that situation with your parents doing those kind of despicable things, but you really still love and kind of want their approval, mm-hmm. but you know you could get in huge trouble, what would you do? It's going to probably scare you guys, but I uh, I think I would try to be, I would aspire to be like Jonah. Um, I think I always, I, I like the dark movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I always see myself in like the bad characters, like if I was that bad guy. Um, so I think I like to play see myself through Jonah's eyes and I'm like ah oh, Charlotte she's so weak get with the family you're ruining things leave her behind you mm-hmm. know um, so, what a loser yeah loser <laughs> you have feelings like um, so I, I feel like I, I just see myself in, in Jonah and I would try to be more like him and provide for the family yeah, I think I agree because she was such a typical teenager. Like, I stole a book and now she's smoking weed in the yeah. house and like it's like dude you are calling out for so much attention but it's yeah. kind of like it's old news. Right. Like, I think I think get with the program. I want to see them all as like peas in a pod, meaning the whole family is now like because when he yells down the hallway, Marty's like, we're all a bunch of criminals. <laughs> and I laughed out loud at that line and was like, yes, that is what you are. Let's just accept it and have everybody climb on board and get get it going. I want to see Charlotte working in the casino. She's going to yeah. be underage. They'll find a way to work around it. I thought you were going to say, She's like, the be, porn shop. Oh, my no, gosh. Shop no, 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 no. Like, she, she, she'll probably, I don't know, be the best club. card dealer there. Who knows? Jonah, he'll be dealing with Shit, numbers. maybe we will get that poker game after all. <laughs> I forgot about the casino. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it was an interesting idea. Like, when does family cease to be family? You know? Because we all... I'm sure not to that extent, but we all have uh, someone in our family who has treated us badly or who has disrespected us in some way that we've had to detach from in some way, but mm-hmm. that's a whole nother extreme. <laughs> um, something I wanted to talk about that we've never discussed is Marty's ringtone, the crickets. Oh, is that what it is? It's crickets. Oh, okay. What does it mean? That has yeah. to have a meaning. Hmm. Because they could have gone with a generic iPhone. Yeah, yeah. it's like crickets. It is crickets. Yeah. Now I think about it. Oh, I, I didn't think about it to the very moment, though, so do you have out, any idea? Comes out at night, right? That's mm-hmm. when they make sounds. Mostly silent. It's kind of calming, too, and it goes yeah. back to his whole thing of trying to stay in control. Even during these terrifying situations, he's the still and steady mm-hmm. yeah. Lake Ozark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But hey, that's such an interesting motif that runs through it, and I just I, I couldn't stop thinking about it for the second half of the episodes. Huh, that's so interesting. I literally did not even notice what his ringtone sounds like. Uh, I really really didn't. But I feel like, I mean, the the line that people say, where you're like, you're hearing crickets, it's like you're hearing nothing. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he's, in being a numbers guy, you're you're on the silent end of things. You can sneak in, nobody knows, and that's a numbers guy. So maybe that's why. Maybe. Another thing that was kind of, that is in every episode is the O, with mm-hmm. the different images. Mm-hmm. Do you care about that at all? I I can't even see it half the time. I just feel like somebody's, like, jerking off. Like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I'm going to show him something really cool. Here's my artistic jerk-off moment. Right. You know? 
what what is that really supposed to do for us? Just be a little teaser? I think it's supposed to be a teaser now that you compared it to a jerk-off. Uh, I feel silly. <laughs> feel like this way. Uh, you know, I never actually took the time to pause and really pay attention to it each picture. It definitely is a teaser. But, but I, I like it. I, sometimes there was like a fire image and like there was a mask. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be really dark this episode. I don't know why. It really sets it up for me. So although I didn't go deep enough to pause and like really look at each image, I'm just like, oh, I see what they're doing here. All right, I'm ready. Like it gets me in the zone. How do you feel? Yeah, about it? I feel like that that title card exists as a label for like the end of a cold open without saying this is the end of the cold open, <laughs> um, and just being like, well, we'll do this t- today. It's uh, like a <laughs> metaphor for I guess what the rest of the episode is going to be um, if we really digged in and, and thought about it. Um, but uh, no, it hasn't really bugged me. I just was like, oh, that's the end of the cold open. Cool, here we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's, See, that's, that's as far I feel as I like most people respond to it or they're yeah. not noticing it. I just I want whoever's drawing it to know, make the images bigger so we can at least see them and try to read into well, it. Well, it depends right. where you're watching it. You know, if you're watching on your big screen TV at home, it's really, it could be really clear. I watch on my laptop, though. So Yeah, for those of us like, that aren't, I mean, most people, I feel like on Netflix, aren't necessarily watching on a big screen right you know you're watching on your phone you're watching your, on your computer your, yeah. my my tv is pretty big but it's not that big you know it's more like oh sorry for listeners it's <laughs> this this uh tv that's right behind us is a big screen tv i don't know how it's many inches, inches but yeah probably. anyway we don't have to get into tv lengths but <laughs> but i would just advise making it she bigger wants for to my know elderly eyes for the metaphors serious <laughs> <laughs> um, one other thing I do think we need to talk about is the lack of diversity on the show. So something mm. that I noticed in this season, um, and last season too, was that there there really was only, well, this season there were three different characters of color. It was the two drug dealers, mm-hmm. and then it was the um, Petty's former lover. So something I would like to implore of uh, of the, the casting directors is please put more people of color in this. I don't think it's representative of, um, well, I don't know what the Ozarks are like, but, but just do it. Because, like, any character, for the most part, could just as easily be a different race as white. I'm going to actually, uh, I'm going to disagree with you. I think we need to keep it realistic. This, um, the Ozarks, I'm not exactly sure where it is. It's Missouri. Missouri, yeah. yeah. I, I'm guessing from the town, from the people I'm, I'm judging, so don't, don't judge me. But it doesn't seem like this is where, uh, like, African Americans would be. It, it, mm-hmm. it seems like the people that are represented are the people that would live in a town like that. And so if I saw, like, a lot more black characters or Latino characters, I'd be like, all right, they're trying hard to please all of us. I don't think we need to be politically correct when they're trying to portray a certain type of people. Maybe, but, like, okay, there's a cartel there, you know? Like, we could at least see some Latina, Latino characters come in, you know? I know we had that first season, but I think that there is a missed opportunity. Even in the whitest towns, there's at least, like, one person of color. They dropped in that one cop. I, I don't know. I mean, I've lived in an all-white town, and when you're living in an all-white town, it's a real, it's, it's an all-white town. <laughs> so, so, I mean, uh, that would be an interesting perspective to yeah. tell, though. You know, that perspective still could be shared. So, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I think I think it's something to consider, for sure. Should we do, should we do predictions for yeah. the next season? Ooh. Let's get into it. I yeah, have thought about it. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Hmm. Predictions. Tara, let's start with you. 
Um, all right, let's see. Where do we go? Great. <laughs> Wendy's going full mafia. I think she's really going to buddy up with the lawyer. Helen is her name. <laughs> I think it's going to be Wendy, Helen, and Ruthie all together Ooh. just, like, running the show. I think Ruth is really going to come up. Um... Ah, God, do something with three, you know? I mean, give him some more lines. The poor kid's, he's been around, what's he doing? Um, and I do actually want to see them become all, like, peas in a pod. Charlotte stays, Jonah stays. They're all running the family business, which is now maybe legitimized in season three, but the stuff has to still go wrong for them to, like, stay in the Ozarks with all that drama. Um, I don't know. Maybe Charlotte gets mixed in with the mafia, falls in love with, like, a mafia guy. <laughs> That's fun. And then she's like, it's fine. My dad is bad, too. Make him bond. Yeah. Get yeah. married at a young age. Yeah. Run off. Exactly. That's what I got. <laughs> All right. I think I actually am bored with most of that. The Charlotte thing, it's it's it's, it's, it's a one way to see things. Um, but I see we need a new villain. We've, we've got our villains. We need a new one. So I think with the casino being built, there's going to be some new, like something, maybe an enemy of the cartel is going to come in there. Maybe, um, is it Frank? Costco? Frank. Yeah, they might get a little bit more vicious. It might be cartel versus uh, them battle. Um, I think that Charlotte will get on board with the the dark side of the family. And um, I, Wyatt, I'm still lost with Wyatt. I I don't know if he's just going to just go off to college and that's it. Um, But somehow I think he might come back and actually work with Ruth. And, and they might grow together. It's my that expand. would be nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the kids back together. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Here's the thing. Ruth, as of now, still thinks that Marty and the birds in general are leaving town. So how is she going to respond when he comes back? I'm like, actually, I'm going to need that cash back, honey buns. Mm-hmm. I think she'll be cool with it because she realizes he's loyal to her now and he trusts her now. But that will be an interesting interaction to see, to see that delivery of news. Especially with Wendy and Ruth. Because they, they yeah. weren't really besties like Marty, so... Yeah, they I feel like they went back and forth. Yeah. Sometimes they were besties, and sometimes I think Wendy just thought, well, we can't really trust her. Yeah. She did try to kill her husband, so... <laughs> well, Marty doesn't seem bothered by it at all. <laughs> <laughs> so that will be interesting, exactly as you said with Wyatt. I'm really interested to see what he ends up doing. I think there's a lot of loose ends right now. Also, who will, because they're going to find Agent Petty, who will that death get pinned on? Will it get pinned on Marty and company? Will it get pinned on the Langmores? Or will it just be a loose end and nobody really cares about it? Mm -hmm. Who knows? I guess we'll have to stay tuned. Yes! (laughs) To our Netflix dial. (laughs) Well, it's been so much fun. It's been quick. Yeah. We did, we wrapped these. These couple ep- uh, couple episodes, ten, yeah, couple ten. couple ten episodes up, <laughs> and just two episodes of an after show, which I think is quite remarkable with how much meaty, juicy Ozark information was yeah. going on. We really appreciate you being with us. Um, thank you so much, and let's let's take it on out of here. All right, thank you guys. It's been so fun. Sorry it's been so quick, but you can catch up with me on Twitter, on Instagram at Paris Rose, Paris with two R's. Hey guys, I'm Tara Erickson. That's T A R A Erickson, E R I C K S O N. Catch me on YouTube, Twitter, all the stuff. Go <laughs> say hi. Go. Hey, and I'm Lauren LaGrasso. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm at Lauren LaGrasso everywhere, and we are at AfterBuzz TV. Follow us, like, subscribe, go to the YouTube, write a comment. We'll write you back. Make sure to get on to 
iTunes and give us a rating and a review. That's how we get our value out of this. We do this for free because we love it, but that's really the way you can pay us is in five stars and beautiful reviews. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for joining us. We'll all be back for more after shows soon, I'm sure. And for now, to our little Ozarkians, (laughs) peace out. (laughs) Bye. 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 Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.